Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the memoirs through a blind woman's eyes. And this is Riley Rose Frazee. And yeah, you're probably thinking, what the hell? If you sound different, your voice is echoing. What happened? Well, this is a long podcast. I will tell you that right now. I'm going to be doing it in segments, of course, so that if you don't want to hear the full thing, which I would recommend you hear the whole thing, and there's a reason behind it. I did something pretty ballsy a few weeks ago, and I mean ballsy, you guys. For me, having a disability, this takes really big-time guts. Even somebody cited it takes guts. But to not have vision to do what I did takes a lot of guts. And, and I'll, I'll explain it in a minute, in another segment. But what I want to tell you is it's not something to take lightly, guys. This is not something you do just to do it. Don't just do it to do it. Do it because there's a reason behind it. You know, this podcast, basically, I wanted to teach everybody one valuable lesson in this whole thing. A couple of valuable lessons, actually. One, don't, don't give up on your hopes and dreams. I say that on my YouTube channel, Blind Insight Vlogs, all the time, which I'm going to have to do a video on this as well. But... Because I haven't been on here in a while. <laughs> it's been so busy, I wanted to do a video, well, an audio clip anyway. A video for, for Blind Insight Vlogs, but also an audio. Because, guys, don't give up and never say never. That is the worst thing you can do. Especially if there's something you want. If you want a college degree. If you want to move out on your own. If you want a relationship. If you want anything, don't let somebody say, you can't do it. Because you know what? It's false. And this podcast is going to prove that. This podcast is going to prove that, you guys. I'm telling you. I'm living proof that big things happen for those who wait and for those who don't give up. So stay tuned for more details because I'm telling you, you can't give up on your goals and your hopes and dreams. Because if you do, guys, if you do, it's the biggest mistake you could make. You can't let things go that you long for. And like I said, if you're a family member and you're looking, you're looking. To ruin this for your family member. Don't do it. Because they could do what I did. <laughs> I did something because of lack of support, you guys. I did something so fucking crazy. That it would make your head spin. And you know what? In the end, it's all going to work out. I just know it is. So stay tuned, and I'm going to tell you a few-part story, but at the end, I've got a special friend that became more than a friend, you guys. I'm going to introduce you to the love of my life. See you in a bit. Welcome back, everybody, and in this first little 
spiel here, I am going to tell you the story of how I discovered the love of my life. And it was funny because the way I did this was not your traditional way of doing this. Of course, you all know I'm light perception blind, so I don't do things by vision. I do it by hearing somebody. Since I can't see them, I have to listen to voices. And, oh my God, does this guy have a gorgeous voice. And basically what happened was I had, let's just put it lightly, I was in a pretty bad situation the year before. In 2015, I was moved from my apartment that I had on my own to a trash hole. Let's just put it that way. It was it was really really bad. And it was it was a terrible situation. Let's just put it that way without getting into details. Just in case, you never know who's going to listen to this, but it was it was a bad bad situation. The the place was just a, a hell hole. Let's just put it that way. And it should have been it was to the point where really it should have been condemned. Let's just say it that way. It was it was bad. And um so it was, it was bad. And so my mom came up and got me out and I was living with them for a while. Well, the year of a year later, well, not even a year later when I moved, but the next year in, I would say maybe March or April. So it would have only been maybe five to six months later after I'd moved that I decided I wanted to go on YouTube and I wanted to look up some videos for accessible games on a Macintosh computer because at that time I wanted to get a Macintosh because I wanted to teach voiceover on both Mac and iOS but also you know I want to teach other screen readers and stuff like that for technology. Well. <laughs> I go on YouTube and I type in the phrase or the, the search bar accessible games for the Macintosh all of a sudden this channel comes up by a gentleman named Jesse Anderson I was like oh okay let's check this out and it was a video called audio rally racing well, I go in and I listen to his channel. And this guy, you guys, seriously, this guy's voice was amazing. Is amazing. I need to add that. This guy's voice is just absolutely amazing. Love his voice. Well, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this man's voice. Talk about me going. And my mom's sitting there. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, listening to a sexy voice on YouTube. Ooh, God. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's seriously what I said. And she's like, who? And I'm like, some guy named Jesse Anderson. I've never heard of him before, but damn, I love his voice. And she just laughed at me because she's like, oh, here you go again. One of these celebrity crushes. You know, so I was like, uh, yeah, you're right. Probably something I shouldn't even pursue, you know. So, 
you know, I didn't think anything of it at first. Well, I'm sitting there, and I'm listening to more videos of his, and I decide, because I thought this guy, when I heard his voice, he's teaching this, I'm thinking, oh, this guy's got vision, and he's just teaching blind people how to play accessible games, you know, that's really what was going through my head. So I'm sitting there, and I'm looking around, you know, playing with Pandora outside, you know, and I'm just kind of like bebopping my head, looking around outside, you know, listening to the traffic, doing all my stuff. I go in and I look, because I decided after three videos, you know, I'm subscribing to this guy because he is just an amazing, amazing person. So I subscribed to his channel, Illegally Sighted. And I'm like, Illegally Sighted? Haha, <laughs> that's funny. You know, so I go and I look and find out it's a pun for Legally Blind. So I'm like, oh my God, really? I was absolutely just amazed. I was like, damn, gorgeous. Jeez, eats. You know, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. So I put the notifications on, you know, typical me. Well, then I decided because I knew he was on Twitter. I got on Twitter and right away followed him. Okay. Of course, my family didn't know that I was basically trying to support him, which one of his friends jokes and says I'm stalking him, but hey, it's all fun and games. So hey, yeah, I guess you could say I kind of in a way was, but not in that creepy sort of stalker way, but I was basically a support stalker, if you want to put it that way. But, you know, I followed him on Twitter. Well, then on his channel, the next year he mentions that he got this Steam group. Now, guys, I had no Steam account. This was last year. He mentioned having his own steam curators group so I was like okay no problem Jesse I'll help you out so I go in mind you had no steam account at all not one my brothers did but of course I knew they weren't gonna help him so I figured well screw them I'll just do it so I'm sitting there and I decided, what the hell, we're going to do this. We're going to support this guy. We're going to help him. So I went in, and I got it all set up, except I'll be damn it all if they didn't have them stupid fucking recapture shit. Ugh, I hate those things. They did not, most of them I don't mind, and you'll, you'll see what I mean in a minute. But, because a lot of people have audio versions of theirs, too. But not Steam. Oh, no, no. Valve had to be stupid, and they don't do an audio version. At least they didn't when I did it. They might now, but they didn't then. But I went in, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, Mom, could you help me? Mom's like, yeah, what is, what's the matter? I said, I can't get in. She's like, all right. So Mom didn't know what I was doing didn't know what I was doing, because she probably wouldn't have had she known. And Mom's like, sure, let me see it. She goes, oh, I hate it when they don't give you audio. Even Mom said that. Mom's like, that's bullshit, because then you can't do it. I'm like, exactly. Well, I got in. She knew it was Steam, but she didn't know why I got one. She figured I was doing it because of the boys, you know, to, to kind of mingle with them and get along with them and stuff like that. But no. That's not why I did it. I did it to support him. Well, 
I got in and I basically followed him or sent him something on there. And I was like, sweet. You know, I was all excited because I was able to get my account. So I was able to join his group. Well, all of a sudden, Dakota, my youngest brother, I was asking him some things. And he's like, well, give me your username and password. So he went in and he basically put in my perception avatar for me. So my avatar was a perception house. Now, for those who don't know, perception is a exploration slash horror game where you play this blind girl and she, not only is she blind, you guys, she's a sculptor. She's an orphan. She has a boyfriend who's a baseball player named Serge. She is spunky as hell. I love that girl. Cassie is awesome. And basically, I used that game because I wanted him to know, okay, this isn't some lunatic who don't know who you are. And I figured, okay, because Perception was just, just came out when I did this. It had just been out maybe a few months before he got this group. And so I was like, I was sitting there and they were sitting there and it was funny because like I said, um, I was excited because I was trying to get this done. I was trying to get in this group and I was trying to help him, support him, whatever way I possibly could. Well, it just so happened that got that part. Then, I decided to follow him on Mixer as well, because the next thing he did was Mixer. And this wasn't far, I think, well actually, I think it might have been two years ago that he got his group, because it was just a little bit after I followed his channel, that later that summer, that, that I followed his Steam group. Then, last year was his Mixer. He decides to go on Mixer. And the same year he did his Steam group, it was funny because I was looking at all his playlists and I saw Left for Dead, which I freaked. I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Because I had this friend, like I said in my A4G podcast, I had these friends that were like, Riley, you need to you need to hear Left for Dead. You need to hear Left for Dead. And because of almost being thrown in jail years ago because of a of an audio game. I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't playing no damn horror games and I ain't listening to one neither. You know? But I figured, well, hell, we're out in the country now, so screw it. Who cares? So, like, I'll play that later when I need to. He also had Doom in his playlist and Brutal Doom. And I'm like, what the hell is Brutal Doom? Okay. But when I saw Doom, I'm like, dude. Because when I was 15 years old, I thought Doom was actually a horror game. So I'm thinking, why is everybody blaming it for a bunch of bullshit? You know, I didn't realize that the game was actually called a first-person shooter at the time. I was only 15, so for Christ's sake, I had no idea who, what it was, you know. I didn't know who published it. I didn't know who, you know, made the game. I didn't know that, uh, diddly jack shit, you know. So I was like, hmm. So I was telling Ryan, I said, this guy plays Doom. It can't be the same Doom, though. 
He goes, sis, there's only one doom. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, sis, there's only one doom. There's not another doom. And I was like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay. He goes, yeah, there's only one doom, sis. It's that doom. I'm like, dude. He's legally blind and plays doom? That's crazy. That's freaking crazy. Okay. So I'm sitting there talking to Ryan, you know, and he's like, yep, there's only one doom, sis. Yep, it's that doom. I'm like, wow, okay. That's crazy. And then I saw South Park, the stick of truth, and I'm like, oh, God. And at that time, I was like, that's going to be a little secretive because my family hates that show with a passion. And I was curious about the game because, of course, he played it. So I was thinking, anything to listen to more of his videos. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was binging his videos that year. Last year as well. I was binge-watching videos. And uh, so I soon was camping out in the camper. They had a 50-foot travel trailer that they would take camping sometimes. Well, it kind of tore itself up, you know, got tore up. So they didn't have it long. And so I was staying out there camping. And I was listening to the South Park stuff. And I'm sitting there, and I am literally cackling with laughter. And my brother's girlfriend sent her son out. What is so funny, Aunt Riley? And I'm like, oh, my friend here, he's playing South Park, Stick of Truth. And my nephew just, he lost it. He's like, oh, dear Lord, Aunt Riley, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I've never seen the show, so I just had to check it out, you know. And my nephew, he loved the show. You know, he just, he loved South Park very much. I mean, that boy was obsessed. Well, then... It gets to the point where it's around September, but it's not, like, freezing or nothing, so I'm still out there in September. It started getting all rainy and windy and everything. So I decide, hell with it, I'm just going to listen to Left 4 Dead. And I realized Left 4 Dead was a first-person shooter as well. Oh, okay, which I thought was cool. And then, like I said, you know, Perception came out as well, so... That's how I'd put it on my Steam avatar. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, sweet. You know, that's awesome. Got that done. Next thing I know, it is 2018. Woohoo! <laughs> and so I decide, well, what the hell? We're going to... We're going to help him with Mixer. You know, we're going to support him. So I go into Mixer and it took me a little while to get my Mixer account up. Not because I didn't know what I was doing, but because Microsoft, <laughs> funny people over there at Microsoft, decide they're going to use for their audio or their audio recapture, they use ads. <laughs> and they were using some funny shit over there, I tell you. And I couldn't help but laugh at Microsoft's crazy recapture stuff. That that's why I got a little bit of trouble trying to get my mixer account up and running. Well, I probably should have talked to my brothers first before I had a little panic attack. But all of a sudden, I didn't realize you had to get an Xbox Live account. You know, the free version, you had to get Xbox Live. So I got Xbox Live. And... I soon had my Mixer account. So now I was following him on Mixer. 
And so I was always, you know, sitting there watching streams. And it was funny because he, the first one he did was City of Brass and he had put it up on YouTube and that's, what, that's where I'd heard about it first. So then he did that. Well, right after that, I went in and got mine and set it up and followed him. Then I let him know who it was, you know. Well, next thing I know, I'm sitting outside one day and he was doing his Vermintide 2 stream. And he fought with that one for a bit because Mixer just, uh-uh, I am not. No, I'm not. And I remember this like it was yesterday because it was funny. My mom comes out. She goes, hey, you want some nachos? What the hell are you watching? You know, that's exactly what she did. I was like, sure, I'll have some nachos and cheese, Mom. Because I knew what she meant, but she interrupted herself. She goes, what the hell is Jesse playing? I was like, oh, he's playing Vermintide too. Well, who is he? I'm like, well, you can't see him. All you'll see is his, his weapon. He's the dwarf. <laughs> and so I pointed out the dwarf's voice for her. And she's like, oh, okay. So she could hear his voice. And it was funny because... She she was sitting there, and she was trying to figure out what the hell he was playing. And mind you, at the time, I was using my iPhone just to watch the streams because I didn't have an iPad, which that comes into play in a later. But, but So we're sitting there watching all these... I'm watching all these different streams and things like that with him, you know, because... And I was usually the only one following him. Well... November rolls around, November 26th to be exact. I got the best thing ever on November 26th. He followed me back on Twitter. I was like, yes! <laughs> I was like a giddy schoolgirl. I was like, all right, sweet. Well, so things started happening. I started messaging with him about streams and stuff like that. You know, making fun of enemies on games and stuff like that. You know, just... Getting to know him better. You know, because we were bullshitting on Twitter about things, going back and forth. Well, then comes 2019. Oh, boy. You know, January rolled around. And, of course, winter, it drags. <laughs> it freaking drags so bad. And at that time, I met my good friend Steve Lesh again. I got back in contact with him. And we're sitting there going to movies and stuff like that. January 4th, and of course he did a stream that night, which I wasn't able to attend, unfortunately, sadly. That's, I think, the only one I ever missed. And so I was like, damn, missed one. Shit. You know, I was kind of sad in a way because I was like, well, damn. You know, it just sucked. But the movie was great. We went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody, which it was great. But I would have still rather seen Jesse's stream. But, you know, I figured, what the hell? I'll go do something. Even though, yeah, it was freezing. But, you know, it was, you know, it was worth going to see it. But, and I didn't, but if I could have had the choice, if I'd have known he was going to stream that night, I would have just said, oh, we'll go Saturday. But I didn't. So, Anyway, March rolls around, skipping forward a little bit. 
March 17th, he had gone to San Francisco because he was going to go to GA Conf that week. And so, of course, you had St. Patrick's Day, and then the next day was GA Conf. Well, that week was a shitty one for me. That was a shitty-ass week because last either December or January of this year, either last December or January of this year, I followed a lady named Susan. That they, She used to be one odd gamer girl. But then she changed her name to Susan Can't Play It. She was a deaf accessibility advocate. Now, Jessie, of course, is an accessibility advocate, you know, for blind and low vision. Well, I had been contemplating... I'm being an advocate, but I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. What, what am I doing this stuff for? What am I thinking this shit for? You know, all I know is I'm on Twitter just being myself, having fun. You know, being a jokester. People are trying to pull me into par- crazy party stuff and Jackbox and, you know, all this other stuff. You know, a lot of blind people. I went from knowing... <laughs> diddly squat when it came to blind people to knowing more than I could count on my fingers and toes. I mean, God. Blind people everywhere coming out of the woodwork. So I was like, it was cool as shit because I'm like, dang, I got a lot of blind friends now. Nice. And I didn't consider them, you know, acquaintances or whatever just because I didn't meet them. I considered them friends. And I was like, wow. You know, I considered them my friends, you know, not just blind people and not just, not just, uh, not just acquaintances, as my mom would put it. Oh, you never met them, they're acquaintances. No, to me, they were my friends because they made me laugh. When I was blue, they would make me laugh and they never even knew I was sad. They didn't know that I was, you know, upset. Nobody, nobody really knows when I'm upset. They don't even know about memoirs when I get upset. They don't see the real me. You know, they don't, they don't get to see that. There's only a couple of my followers that follow this podcast that know about it and that know the real Riley Rose that has emotions. On my other one, they just see the happy professional Riley Rose. They don't see the sad Riley Rose or the angry Riley Rose or, you know, they don't see that. Well, so we're sitting there, and that week I'm sitting on the staircase, and I'm, I'm going to do exactly what I did that day. Courtney had posted, which is Susan's partner, she had posted about Susan having a stroke. Well, we all were wishing her well, you know, wishing her speedy recovery and all that stuff, because we all wanted Susan better. Well, I'm, I remember like it was yesterday, I was sitting on the staircase playing with Pandora. Thank God Pandora was right there because I would have just been a devastated mess. Courtney tweets, and I get the tweet. It sends me a notification that Courtney tweeted. You know, you guys are all wishing her a speedy recovery, but Susan passed away last night. And at the top of my lungs, I screamed, What the fuck? No! And my mom's like, looks up, 
what's the matter with you? And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, this can't be happening. No. You know? And Pandy's looking at me like, she starts licking me in the face. And I'm just hugging Pandy to death. And I just break down hugging Pandy. And mom's like, what is it? What's the matter? My brother comes down. Sis, what's wrong? I was like, my friend just died. One of my followers passed away last night of a stroke. And my mom's like, how old is she? And I said, 40. I said, that's, no. No, no, no. You know, and I knew she had a little boy. So I was like, this is awful. You know, I was just, I was just devastated. You know, I was, I was, I was heartbroken. And, uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm literally in tears, just literally in tears. All I could do was cry because I'm like, this is just awful. This, no, this can't be happening. It can't be. Well, I decided that day I went up and I posted a tribute to her that night. Well, March 20th rolls around. And I chose to do something more than just a little tweet as a tribute to Susan Can't Play It. I decided from that day forward that I, Riley Rose Frazee, was going to be a game accessibility advocate. Now, <laughs> I didn't realize what the hell I was getting myself into because I had some severe, severe back pain. And when I do pain talks, I don't do them uh, realizing what I'm doing. I was in some hellacious fucking pain that literally was killing me. It was killing me. I mean killing me. And so I was like, you know what? This isn't good. And while I did this, I posted a pinned tweet and a profile. You know, new profile bio. Well, at that time, at that time I decided, well, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. We're going to do this. We are so going to do this. By that next Tuesday, the pain was gone. You know, it was just slight back pain. I think I'd slip on it wrong or whatever. But, you know, it was, it was some bad shit is what it was. It was, it was some bad shit. But anyway, I was like, oh shit, because I'm reading this profile or reading this on Sunday and the pain was, you know, dying down and shit like that. And I'm like, oh God, Riley, what the fuck did you just do? Are you kidding me? You don't know what you're doing with this shit. You're not like Jesse. You're not like Ian Hamilton. You're not like Susan. You're not like Brandon. What the fuck are you doing, girl? You know, that's really what was going through my head. And, you know, you know that subconscious, you know, making you stop and think. And it was like the small voice inside me said, whoa, hang on, girlfriend. Um, how many games are there out there right now that you want to play that you can't? You sure you want to take that back? 
No. Nah, baby, nah, as Dave Lapham would say. So I left my profile go. And I'm like, what the hell? Why not? Because at the time I had 169 followers when I posted that on March 20th. Three days later, I had 183. After deciding to be an advocate. And I had so many of my followers saying, we need more like you, right? Like, we need more people with passion like this. We need this. You know, and even Ian, who's not disabled, was like, girl, you go. You got this. And for him to step up and encourage me the way he did, I mean, he helped me with my profile pic. He helped me with all that stuff. I was like, wow. So then I helped Jesse because Jesse was like, man, you did a profile pic or you did a pinned tweet. How do you do that? So I did my, I showed, I told him how to do it. He got him a pinned tweet up, you know, and a bio. So he, it was, you know, describing what he does and stuff like that. Had the location up, you know, he edited his profile because of what I did. Well, then I had mentioned about IGDA, IGDA, International Game Developers Association, is what it stands for. I was going to, to speak in there, you know, just go and, you know, hang out and whatever. And I met some awesome people there. They were awesome. Still are. You know, they are some awesome people. I miss those people. But, anyway, went there and did that. Next thing I knew, me and Jesse are really chatting a lot more on Twitter because now we have something in common in game accessibility. So I'm sitting there just chatting away with him. And next thing I know, April 1st rolls around. April Fool's Day. Yeah. April Fool's Day rolls around, and the next thing that happens is we're chatting about all kinds of things, about jobs, about, you know, people not wanting to do certain things, and all of a sudden he goes, well, we can chat on Skype if you'd like, and I thought he was fucking with me. You know, I'm like, no way. Really? Because we're friends on Skype at this point, friends on YouTube, of course, we're following each other on Twitter. I was like, holy fuck. Really? We're going to go on Skype now? Whoa. You know, because I'm thinking. So I go down. Crazy as it may seem, I went down. Because I thought, okay, he does have a little bit of vision. So I said, like, okay, I'm going to comb my hair and make sure my hair is not a mess. Because I didn't know if he was going to do video or audio time because I didn't know how much vision he actually had. I knew but I didn't realize how much that was and so come up and we're talking for over two hours two hours and 45 minutes to be exact and we talked for a long time while well, my mom comes up in the middle of the conversation and overhears me make a comment about you know because we were talking about winter time stuff like that and we were sitting there talking about, you know, winter time and talking about other stuff. And 
I made the comment, you know, if I had a spouse, I'd go where they were. And I said this in the very beginning of this conversation. Because we were talking about stuff, and he was talking about, you know, how, you know, he wasn't dating material and all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right. Of course, I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. <laughs> you know, I was thinking this. I wasn't saying it. I'm thinking, dude, yeah, right. You're dating material, all right. But I didn't say it. I wanted to, but I didn't because I didn't want to freak him out. I didn't want to scare him off. So we're sitting there. And we're just chatting away on Skype, you know. And, you know, we did have a couple other calls after that. But the next big thing that happened was I was, it was May 14th. <laughs> Rage 2 came out. And... And that was a Bethesda game. Of course, we're, we like our Bethesda games really well. And it's basically about this ranger. And he's trying to beat this stupid authority group. And yeah, it's, he's, it's, it's just insane. If you haven't seen the Mixer stream, I highly recommend it. It's, it's on there. But... And if you're sighted and you haven't played that game, you should, really should. I recommend it. But, anywho, I'm sitting outside, you know, listening to Rage 2. Dakota comes up behind me, and I hate when he does this, but he sneaks up on me. And I, I oh, he's lucky I didn't hit him. <laughs> Seriously. Because I hate when people sneak up on me. It just, ooh. I mean, if I can hear him, it's one thing. But when, I'm got, when I got headphones on, don't do that shit. That's a pet peeve. I hate it. But anyway, Dakota sneaks up behind me and leans over my shoulder, watching it on my iPhone. Hey, sis. Sis. What? Uh, Jesse's got people in there. Is he playing Rage 2? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I was kind of getting a little frustrated because I wanted to hear the fucking game. I, I didn't want to talk to my brother. I really didn't. You know, because he was basically troubleshooting it. There were two, two nights where he was troubleshooting... And I was basically helping, you know, telling him what I was hearing and blah, 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 blah. And I even had mom look to see if there was video feed and stuff like that, you know, just to make sure. Well, Dakota's like, sis, there's somebody chatting in there. Help him. Now. Talk to him. You're watching. Somebody else is watching too. And he don't know it. He can't see him. So I was in there and it was our, our good buddy, Joe Quirk from... Mental Vision Games. What's up, Joe? It was him. And I had posted on Twitter earlier that day that I wanted to, I would love to guest host on podcasts, you know, as an advocate. And so a friend of mine, one of my followers named Gina, she actually set me up with a podcast, but I hadn't met up with the hostess yet. And so I was like, sweet, you know, because she had done that. Well, Joe was on there on Mixer, and he was asking, what game is this? And I said, it's Rage 2. Then he goes, oh, that's badass. He said, it seems badass. He goes, can we play it? 
And I said, unfortunately, no. I said, it's not accessible to totally blind. Sadly. I mean, there's a lot of Bethesda games I wish I could play, but sadly, can't. Hence, me being an advocate. You know? I wanted to be an advocate because I wanted to make things work. You know, I wanted, you know, if possible, make things accessible. Which, I hear they're possibly doing some more stuff with Rage 2, so that's awesome. Hopefully they keep going. But anyway, um... Anyway, Joe's talking and he says, yeah, I saw that you wanted to be guest host on podcasts or guest, you know, appearances. He says, you can come on mine, the Mental Vision Show. And he told me what to do to get on this thing called Anchor, a.k.a. what I'm doing now. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been on Anchor in the first damn place. But anyway, so he tells me about this thing called Anchor. I'm like, oh, okay. He says, yeah. He says, you could make your own podcast. I'm like, no. You know, because we talked on the phone after that. You know, because at that time, we didn't exchange numbers yet. We hadn't really exchanged numbers, but we talked, you know, and I tried to beta test a game for him, but the incident with Susan came up, and then I became a game accessibility advocate, and then blammo, everything just kind of backfires. So I'm sitting there, and Joe is like, yeah, you can be a guest on mine. I'm like, okay, cool. So he gave me his number. I put it in my phone. Next thing I know, I'm talking to him. He says, yeah, Riley. He said, you should do your own. I'm like, yeah, right. He says, no, really, really, hun. You should do your own podcast. It would be so damn cool if you did your own. I was like, really? He said, yeah. I'm like, well, dude, there's a problem. There's a big problem. He says, what's that? I said, well, it's just me. I have nobody to bounce ideas off. And he's like, oh, well, you should still do it, though. I think you'd be great at it. I'm like, really? He says, yeah, I really think you'll be great at it. And so then I got to talking to him, and I started telling him about Jesse. You know how I was a huge fan of his and everything, how I was... I did tell him how I felt about Jesse, secretly. And I said, don't tell anybody. But I said, I just... I can't help myself. Because at that time, I was, I'm not going to lie, by that time, I was really starting to have strong feelings for him. In the sense that I wanted to be with him. And I didn't know what the hell to do. And Joe said to me, you know, because I said, yeah, that was one of his things that he always wanted to do was have a podcast as well. And Joe said something that will change my life forever. More on that in the next segment. So, as I said, Joe was trying to convince me to do a podcast. And we were talking about Jesse and how that was one of his goals to have a podcast of his own as well. But he couldn't because he had a full-time job. He had a YouTube channel, so he didn't have really a lot of time to devote to hosting his own podcast. And Joe said, Riley, you know what you should do? He said, you should ask that man to be on your podcast. (laughs) I was like, 
dude, you know how intimidating that is? He goes, Riley, why? I'm like, dude, the way I feel about him, how intimidating. You know, because I was telling him, I said, you know how much I loved Jesse. And he's like, dude, you got this. Do it. Do it, Riley. Just ask Jesse. The worst he could say is no. Just ask him to guest appear or, you know, however you want to do it. Just ask him if he'd be on your podcast. I mean, hell, why not? So, like I said, one of my favorite games is Left 4 Dead. And it's Left Number 4 Dead. Okay? Well, one of, well, the name of my one podcast is Accessibility Number 4 Gamers. Kind of a tribute to Left 4 Dead. Well, Left 4 Dead's nickname is L4D. So, I contact Jesse. And I said, hey. I said, would you want to guest appear on my podcast or maybe even co-host it with me? You know? And I honestly was seriously expecting him to shoot it down. Like, no, I don't. I've got too much on my plate. I can't do that. I can't co-host or guest appear because, you know, especially co-host. I was thinking he was just going to shoot that idea completely down. So I was like, oh, dear, is he going to shoot me down with this thing? So I was so damn nervous, you guys. Scared to damn death. Didn't know what I was going to do. I really didn't know what I was going to do. I was terrified, waiting on getting shot down. Was I dead wrong? He sends back a Twitter message. Oh, I'd love to. He goes, and I'd, I'd maybe co-host on Sundays, because that's the time I was going to do Thursdays and Sundays. And he's like, I would love to co-host on Sunday. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I seriously about had a heart attack. I was like, I was so excited, you guys. It was unbelievable. And so I was extremely happy that I managed to get him to co-host. So then he says, and by the way, why don't you shorten the name of the podcast to A4G? Just like L4D? He's like, since you really like left for dead he goes why don't you shorten it to a4g which i did because you know it was something he suggested and i'm like hey why not because i take his advice on things you know and try different things and so i was like what the hell why not i'll do it why not so we started co-hosting Every week we would do an episode. Then I cut back on Thursdays. You know. And I was like, damn. You know. Because it was starting to get to the point where it was too much to do twice a week. And I didn't have a lot of comment, uh, comments. I didn't have a lot of content. So I was like, oh shit. You know. This is insanity. Absolute insanity. Well, turned around, and um, 
the next thing I knew, an incident happened on June 16th. We did an E3 episode. And I sent him a message on Twitter and I said, oh boy, this is not good. And I told him what was going on. And I said, you can call me or we can Skype. You know, I was giving him a choice. Just like I did with the podcast. I said, you could guest host or you could co, you know, guest appear or you could co-host. And he chose to co-host. Well, I told him, I said, Jesse, you could either call me or you could Skype me. Doesn't matter. Just let me know which. Well, I'm on the phone with a good friend of mine, Doug Couch. Sup, Doug? Here's your memoir, bud. But I was on with him and talking to him because he was trying to calm me down because I was just devastated. Steve was trying to calm me down. All of a sudden, my phone rings. You know, it beeps in. I'm on the phone with Doug when it beeps. And it said, you know, Minnesota. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Doug, I'll call you right back, buddy. I said, I think it's Jesse. And I was freaking out at this point because I'm like, even though I had already talked to the man, to talk to him actually via phone call is a different story because now I knew the guy had my number. Now I had his number. So we start talking. And he calmed me down. You know, and he says, I'll go in and have a look, you know, and other things. And so we start talking on the phone. We start texting each other. And around, yeah, I was around the, let's see, 20, wait a minute, 29th, 29th of August, or June, no, no, 28th of June, 28th of June, because it was a a Friday night, he was going to stream, but instead we started Skyping. We were on a Skype call, guys, seriously, for four hours. <laughs> or, yeah, four hours and 50 minutes. <laughs> or three hours and 50 minutes, something like that. It was 3.50 or 4.50, I can't remember. But anyway, it was a long freaking time. Yeah, it was three hours, 50 minutes, because it started at 7-something. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, shit, okay, wow. You know? And we were chatting away, just chatting it up big time. And we were talking about how my family was teasing me about everybody was my boyfriend and blah, 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 blah. I told him about how my friend Steve was joking me about going to St. Paul, Minnesota, Hey, I needed me to do a road trip. We got to do a road trip, man. We got we got to do this. We got to do a road trip. It's road trip time. We so need to do a road trip. And I'm like, really, Steve? A road trip? Yeah, man. We got to do a road trip. Why do we need to do a road trip? Cause you got to meet Jesse. We got to we got to go up there. And I'm thinking, dude, why? You know. So I'm sitting there and I'm freaking the hell out because I'm like. Dude, you're insane. Do a road trip? You're fucking crazy, Steve. He says, yeah, well, you know, and I was telling him, he says, well, come on. And I'm thinking, because I honestly thought he was going to freak out and be like, oh, no, that's, that's not good. That's not a good idea. He didn't. Again, he shocked the fuck out of me. Oh, come on up. Are you kidding me? 
So I was like, you have got to be shitting me. Okay. So I'm sitting there and I was like, all right. So next thing I knew, we're talking about that. We're talking about people teasing me about him being my boyfriend and everything like that. And we were just laughing about it, joking around. He says, I'm surprised they haven't come up and gave you shit yet because you're talking to me. I'm like, oh, well, they probably would if I walked down the stairs, you know. Well, then came the most wonderful day of 2019. July 1st. Started off a little bit uh, sketchy, but that was because he was in a situation where he didn't know what to do. Because the person that basically got mad at me was wanting him to come on their show. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, I told him my opinion. And I said, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. I said, it's up to you. You know, just... You know... That's up to you. I know how much you love that stuff. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And um, I I gave him my opinions, you know, because he asked. Because we were getting pretty close. Well, then I started telling him about people on social media, how they would harass and harass and harass. Hence, one of the other podcasts I mentioned back in the day. People kept asking me questions. Well, when are you and BGFH getting together? Mind you, these people were not following A4G. They'd go in and see that we were hosting it together or whatever. They would just basically stalk our profiles. And they'd basically just ask stupid fucking questions. Personal questions. And I would delete the messages. I never... None of them have ever been kept. But I've deleted... And these people would just harass the fuck out of me. Constantly. And I was like, jeez, okay. So, I'm sitting there. And I'm chatting away with them and everything. Telling him what was going on. And I said, and I told him, I said, I responded to one. And I said, I don't think he is interested in anything like that. And I said, I don't want to tell him because I don't want to get shot down. His exact words to me were, well, what makes you think you'd get shot down? And I was like, mm, uh, mm. <laughs> I literally was tongue tied. I didn't know what to say to him. I was like, oh God. So you guys, at that point, I could have easily hung up and clammed up. But like I said, don't give up on what you want, what you long for. I told Jesse Anderson how I truly felt. I told him about YouTube, how I found him on YouTube. I told him how I felt about him. And you guys know what? As of July 1st, I'm dating Jesse Anderson, a.k.a. BGFH. Because I took a chance 
and took a leap of faith. You know, I took a leap of faith all because of a certain little song that he sent me the day before. If he wouldn't have sent me this the day before, hang on, let me... Let me turn on Do Not Disturb really quick. Turn on Do Not Disturb. Okay. Come on. I turned on Do Not Disturb. The day before, he sent me this on YouTube. And here's what happened. You know, this is the only reason I didn't clam up was because he sent me this song. Play Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. Nothing Else Matters by Metallica.
And mind you, you guys, he sent that to me by one of my favorite drummers. The, the This kid is amazing. His name is Avery Mullick. If you haven't heard him play, he is so good. The kid is just fantastic. And um, I was like, wow, is he telling me something? You know, but he just sent it to me to show me what he was listening to. But, or so he says. <laughs> but anyway, had to put that in there just because. But he's like, yeah, this is what I'm playing. You know, I'm listening to this song to see if I could play it. And I, I loved it. And I'm like, wow, are you hinting there, Jesse? And my friend Doug, he's joking around. He's like, because I, I asked my mom if she had heard it. She's like, oh, no, I don't know who Metallica is, you know, joking around. And Doug's like, yeah, that's going to be her man by the end of July. You know, that's going to be her man. And Mom's like, that guy better quit sending you love songs. He says, I'm going to kick his butt, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, so you think. But anyway, so we're sitting there. Doug says, yeah, they're going to be together by the end of July. And, you know, I was, I was laughing to myself, like, yeah, I wish, you know. Well, that next night, I basically, I told him how I felt. And we started dating. And I was like, wow. When I got off the phone, I sent a message to my friend Darren, who also listens to memoirs. What's up, Darren? He goes, you know, we were talking about it. He was encouraging me, too, you know, to, to talk to him. So was Steve, you know, trying to get me. He says, you know, to get with this guy, girl, you're going to have to talk to him. You're going to have to open up. You're going to have to, you got to open yourself up a little. You know, just... You can't just hide. You gotta talk to him. You gotta open up and speak. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I'm sitting there talking to him, getting to know him. And I was sitting there. Just like stunned. And I was telling Darren that we were together after all this time. You know, because he had, you know, helped me with a lot of different things. And not only that, something that I did, a key thing that I did leave out as well, was a few weeks prior to, he had sent me an Audible book. Mind you, the guy didn't even know I had an Audible account at the time. And he sent me an Audible book, which I still have to get time to read, you know, because i got to catch up on these podcasts and I've got to, get a lot of things taken care of first before I have the fun that I need to have. And you'll see what I mean by that in the next segment. But, anywho, he had bought me the book Masters of Doom. Talk about made me cry. <laughs> I literally bawled my eyes out. And that was just a couple weeks before I asked him out. And, um, so... Now I was Jesse's girlfriend, and I, I was like, "Oh my God, this is not happening," you know. And so I was trying to make it not so. Uh, how do I word this? Not so easily discoverable on Twitter and on um, A4G because I didn't want people to know right away because we hadn't met yet. So I was like, "Okay, we got to keep from making this discoverable because 
you know, he didn't want to announce it yet because we hadn't met. So, and he's not one to put his personal life on social media. So, the driver said that did that. But the problem was, at the same time, I was still getting harassment. Oh, you you and BGFH, why aren't you and BGFH hooked up yet? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, people, no offense, but not everybody throws out all their fucking love life on personal me- on social media. So just please, just stop. But anyway, so I'm sitting there, and again, Steve's joking me about road trip, road trip, because now he's all freaking out, because now we're, now we're long-distance dating. So now he's like, really, we need to do a road trip. We so got to go to Minnesota. I'm like, really, Steve? You know, and he's trying to get me to do this stuff, and I was going to all these different concerts in Springfield with him that month well by the end of the month we went to something called the Dayton Celtic Fest which you guys all heard a little bit about in an earlier memoir but uh, we went there and I had a fucking blast which basically opened me up a little bit you know got me to kind of loosen up a little bit get some energy worn off and Steve's like really we should we should so go sometime soon, you know, and I was like, Steve, you're fucking crazy, dude, you know, and at this time, at my house, it was to the point where now, because my parents had found out, you know, my mom and my youngest brother, and they're like, oh my god, you know, it was, it was this, seriously, this whole freaking drama shit, oh, you're not gonna come back and see me before I die, oh, you're you're going to get up there, you're not what he wants, and all this fucking drama. And yes, I'm kind of opening up a little bit more than I normally would, but, I, but I'm showing you the lack of support. This is what I'm talking about. Don't do this to your, to your kids. Don't do that. Because of the next segment, don't do it. Because if you do it, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm warning you. I'm giving you a warning. The only reason I'm doing this is to help families out. Because... You don't want this to happen. You don't. So don't do this. Don't make them do something stupid. If you think it's stupid. Don't make them do something. What I would call ballsy or crazy. Because what I did was crazy. And they think it's stupid. So if you if you love them. I get that. Okay. But show them you love them. Don't do what happened in the next segment. Don't do. Don't make your kids do what I did. But anyway, she was doing this stuff. Well, you realize that's 700 miles away. You realize that's like 12 hours away from us. And what if something happens? And we're not going to be there. And why can't he come here to meet you first? Well, first of all, there's no privacy there. And I live with my parents. Woo, yay. I really want that. I wouldn't have any alone time with the guy. I wouldn't really get to know him because you guys would be basically spying on me the whole time. Not to mention, you guys already have me tracked. You know where I'm going all the frickin' time. And by the way, if you're going to do a tracking device, okay, that's one thing for, like, a child. If they're underage, okay, that's one thing. Little FYI, if you're a blind parent, or a sighted parent, okay, and you want to know where your blind kid is walking, for example, they're a kid, okay, they're underage, they're a kid. Can I give you a little tip? you're both on iOS you have two choices you can use find my friends or you can use Google Maps they're accessible that way your kid let's say they're at home by themselves 
and you go to Kroger's or you go to Cub or you go somewhere. Guys, you know what will happen? Your kid will know where you're at. And let's say they need something. Oh, mom, I need a leave. Or mom, I need a shampoo. If you guys use separate shampoos or whatever. Because they have different hair than you or they have sensitive hair or whatever. They can text you and go, hey, mom, can you get me this? Because it's accessible for you to track them and as well as them to track you. Not that you need tracking, but so that they know where you are if you're out of town or you're out of um, something at the house or they're out of something. They can communicate with you. It's one thing to track them, but it's another thing where they can't communicate with you. And that was the problem. The, the app that they put on my phone, they put it on my phone for them to be able to know where I was because they were scared and paranoid. Okay? So if you're scared and paranoid, don't take it to the extremes that these people do. Okay? Seriously. It was to the point where I honestly didn't have any cards with me for identification. So if I would have gotten an accident, they didn't want me taking ID. Why? Because they were afraid somebody's going to steal my damn identification. Which, y'all, that could happen anywhere. Sorry, but it can. And like I said, the only reason I'm doing this is I'm warning you people. I was, I was contemplating on telling all this, but I did it to warn people. That's stupidity. Don't do that. But, here's the thing. You know, we were talking. And it was to the point where, because of them not supporting me, I was staying upstairs all the time. Hiding in the bedroom, talking really quietly, just so I could tell my boyfriend that I loved him. Just so I could talk to him. When we could talk, we had... One time it was like an eight-hour conversation. Our conversations, the, the shortest one we had was, was an hour. A little over an hour, if that. So we knew there was something there. We both knew there was something there. And here's the thing. You know, we talked secretly. It got to the point where we were writing each other while doing these little voice memos to each other. You know, that was one of our, our little things that we had to do just so that we could, you know, hear each other's voices at night. Because we couldn't talk at night as much as we wanted to. Why? Because they slept by 6, 37 o'clock at night. So I couldn't talk to him late at night like I longed to. I longed to hear his voice. And I'm giving this... The only reason I mentioned that idea is because if there's a long-distance couple that's blind, it, not that you have to do that if you can't call each other. Because maybe, maybe you can't because one works third shift or something like that. I'm giving you this idea so that, you know, giving you some of our ideas because not that you have the lack of support, but because a partner might work a different shift than you or maybe you can't call late at night because of a thin-walled apartment or like I used to have. Or, like I said, you know, it's just a third shift. You're, you're on a different shift or they're on a different shift and you don't want to wake them or keep them up all night. You guys could just listen to each other's voices until you are able to talk or whatever. Because you might not have the trashy situation I was in. But, you know, we did. We, we'd send each other memos back and forth. We talked. We, you know, talked when we could. 
and it was great. You know, it was beautiful. Every time we got a chance to talk, it was just so awesome. You know, and I would lay up there and I'd chat moderate, you know, because I was dubbed his chat moderator, which he had no problem with. He loved it, you know. And being his girlfriend made it even more fun, you know, because now I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm chat moderating for my man. How cool is that? You know, I was so psyched because I finally had the chance to, you know, help him. And it got to the point that I was at Steve's the weekend of the Celtic Fest. And it was getting to the point where I did not want to go home. Because I just wanted to talk to him. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to hold him. To, you know, just be close to him. And I literally broke down Sunday morning. I broke down so hard. And Steve would tell you this. Steve would tell you this. And I'm trying not to get emotional again. But I literally, I started bawling. And I said... Steve, I can't take this anymore. I hate this. He goes, I know. You know? And he got up. He was sitting in a chair by his computer. And he said, I understand, Riley. I do. He sat down on the floor at my feet. And yeah, I'm going to cry. Even though it has a happy ending, but still. He goes, I know. We feel for you, Riley. We're here for you. Me and Nancy are here for you. You know that. I said, yeah, I know. He goes, we're here for you, sweetie. We are. You've got me and you've got Nancy. We know it hurts. And I told him, I said, and I told him flat out. At this point, I was raring to go on a road trip. I was fighting it at first. Because I was planning to go in October. The plan was, I was... Because by that time, I had gotten invited to speak at this gaming show in Cincinnati. So I was planning, I was hoping to get a leader dog, or at least get it approved or whatever, accepted. And I was planning to go maybe in October up to, to Minnesota to see Jesse. That was the plan. <clears throat> but as always, life is strange! <laughs> I had to say it. I couldn't resist. <laughs> You'll get the joke in a minute. But, uh, life is strange. Let me fucking tell you that one right now. It is. Because it will throw you fucking curveballs from hell. Because, <laughs> oh, diggity gosh. I literally was a basket case. And I said, look. I said, I can't do this shit anymore. I said, I, I can't do this. I said, I don't. I don't need to be there anymore. I don't want to be there anymore. I mean, I was. I was to that point where I says, I just want to be with him, Steve. I just want to be with Jesse so bad. I want to see him. I want to meet him. I want to hold him. Oh, my God. I'm ready for this trip. The fight was over. You know, I was nervous to even go. I was literally fighting him on it. Even to go in October, I was scared terrified you guys I was terrified but at this point I was so sick of being upstairs I was so sick of being alone I was so sick of being so far from the man I loved I just wanted to be with him 
And I went to the Celtic Fest after that. You know, and I talked to him that morning. I talked to Jesse, and I broke down and told him the same thing. And um, so I sat there, and I talked to him. You know, chatted it up with him. Told him everything. You know, I kept doing voice memos. Well, August rolls around, you guys. August 1st, and we did, I did a memo for him for our one-month anniversary. You know, and that's when we had started it, you know, working on those. Because we, we just started doing these memos because we just needed to hear each other talk at night. Because it was to the point where I just wanted to hear him. Not just a video, but just his voice. Because in videos, you hear game footage, and you hear this and that. But I just wanted to hear that voice, that beautiful voice that I fell in love with. And so we just, you know, because it started with, with just memoirs, you know, he'd listen to memoirs. Well, then I gave him the suggestion, well, you know, honey, you could always listen to A4G and imagine us together. And he loved that idea, you know, and he did that. He listened to The Light of the World. He listened to, of course, memoirs. That was his, in a way, therapy that he got to listen to at night, his night therapy, if you want to put it that way. But then, you know, beginning of August, you know, we're doing all these things. And something happened. And... I'm telling you guys, it was the most beautiful thing that could ever happen. But one of the most risky things anyone could ever do. And I will tell you that story in just a moment. Well, guys... Here you go. Here is the pivotal event that changed my life. And I mean, if you thought the last segment was big and crazy, oh wait, <laughs> you haven't heard nothing yet. They always called me crazy crazy. Well, you'll see why now. Like I said, it was to the point where I had had enough. I wanted to see my man. I wanted to be close to him wanted to hold him, wanted to be wrapped up in his arms. And I've told him this, you know, I told him how I felt. You know, I told him a few mushy notes. I let him know how much I loved him, what I hoped for us, you know, things I couldn't wait to have happen, you know. August 16th is a day I will never forget. As long as I live. I was laying there. August 15th at night. And I'm thinking to myself. This might be the very last night I spend in Ohio. You know in this town. In this little country town. This might be the very last night I spend. In this quiet little country town. And I'm, I'm sitting there. And I'm looking around. And I'm like. This is not happening. Because Steve and I had had a secret conversation on the phone one day about, hey, how about if we go 
to St. Paul in August. And I told him, count me in, Steve. I'm ready to do this. I can't hold back any longer. I am not going to sit around and just wait on things to happen. I've got to make things happen. And at this time, too, Leader Dogs for the Blind had requested the area in St. Paul where my boyfriend lived. They wanted a video of it. So I gave it to him. I had him record it. He sent it to me, and I sent it to Leader. Well, at this point, I was beating myself up because I'm like, oh, shit. What am I going to do if they say, oh, well, uh, you know, she can't get a dog until she moves or blah, blah, blah. So I was scared. And, you know, I talked to them and they had already promised me they weren't going to mention anything in front of the family because they were going to have somebody come out to my town and work with me. Well, I left on the 16th of August and went because I was planning on going to Bacon Fest at the phrase. And he says, yeah, and there's a concert Sunday. So we were talking, and I'm all excited. I'm like, okay, sweet. Well, Nancy's like, well, why don't you just stay here instead of there? So she's already tracking you. Why don't you just stay here, and we'll deal with it when it happens? You know, because there was a concert that following Wednesday by a Led Zeppelin band, tribute band called Get the Let Out, which was so good. By the way, they were amazing. That was the 21st. And we were talking about this trip, you know, that whole weekend. Setting this up, planning this thing. He helped me get a few things that I needed that I didn't have with me. Because I basically was doing this without them knowing it. And we went, um, let's see, when was it? We decided we were talking about getting an ID because, of course, I didn't have an ID. Because she never had me on identification, like I said in the last one. She was afraid somebody's going to steal my identity. So she didn't want me carrying all my stuff. Well, so, we got me an ID. We had to get a birth certificate. Well, the thing was, we went to Chase, and they set me up with a wallet, my Chase card. So I had a mobile version of my card so that I could use it if I needed it, right? They set me up with all this stuff because I had none of my shit with me. I basically slipped out of there without them knowing what was going on. Well, we're standing by the ATM. When she sends me a message. Hey, what you doing? Oh, um... And I explained to her, oh, I'm going to be here till at least Friday. Because I did not want to tell her I was going to St. Paul. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> because I knew she was going to have a panic attack. And be like, oh no, you're not going. I know, how, I know her. I know how she works. So I was like, mm. So, I told a little white lie. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to lie. But, 
I'm an adult, for God's sake, you know? I was only lying when I was coming home. I wasn't lying on anybody except for myself. But she goes, okay, well, I took off work to take you somewhere, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. You know? And I'm thinking, okay, that's interesting. So then we're like, oh boy. So then we shut the phone off. Because we, we decided, okay, now she's, she's paying attention. So we shut the phone down just so that I could freaking get to the place and get what I needed and leave. Well, to find out she had the place where we stopped to shut the phone down. She had it marked on her, tra- on her map. And I'm like, okay, interesting. So then, you know, Wednesday rolls around and I am freaking the fuck out because I knew that. That day was the day, or the next morning, we were leaving for Minnesota. Huh, so I thought. (laughs) Steve comes in the bedroom, and I was actually staying in his room. He was sleeping out on the couch. He comes in, and I was getting ready to record one final memo to the love of my life, Jesse. Steve knocks on the door before I do. He's, he's, hey, before you record, can we talk? Yeah, come in. You know, I'm sitting there. He goes, change of plans. I'm like, okay. He goes, yesterday kind of ruined that idea. He goes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to get the let out tonight. We're going to come back, take showers, and we're going to leave. And I'm looking at him, Really? What time do they go to bed usually? I was like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. He said, perfect. We're going to wait till after maybe midnight, 1 o'clock. And we're going to take the fuck off. And we're going to go. Are you ready to do this? I was like, hell yeah, Steve. Let's go. You know, and I'm, I'm all freaking grinch, you know, but I'm nervous as fuck. Because I had never done anything like this by myself. I had gone out of state with my family but I'd never done anything like this before in my life. So, we're like, what the hell? We're going. We're going to do this. I was so fucking excited, you guys. But I was so fucking nervous. So I went, got my ID, got back home. You know, we went and picked up the rental vehicle. And uh, Steve went in, got the car. We drove back. Me and Nancy talked. Well, so we're sitting there. We get back to Steve's after going to get the let out. Got a front row freaking seat. So it was like, I felt special because it was like the last night I'd ever go to the phrase. Hi, sirens. Um, the last night I was going to go to the phrase, I got an upgrade. I got to sit up front, which was so fucking sweet. I was like, dude. And it was so loud, but it was like, it was so fucking worth it. You know, so I'm sitting there and I'm all smiles, you know, dancing a little bit. People again encouraged me, go girl, go girl, go. And so I went and I had so much fun. It was such an amazing time. I loved it. So cool. And um, so I'm sitting there. 
you know, in my seat, you know, bebopping around. And then I got up and diddy bopped a little bit. Next thing I know, we're back. I went in, got a shower. Because Steve had me get one first while, you know, he, he went and was taking things out to the car. And so he sent me, while he was doing some other stuff, he's like, go ahead and get yours first. I'm like, okay. So I went in and got me a nice hot shower. Because I figured, well, what the hell, it'll make me relax a little bit. And um, so I did. And I told Steve exactly what I wanted to do. And I was going to record a memoir of this, but it didn't end up happening. So I have to basically tell you. It would have been kind of cool, but anyway. wish I had a memoir of it, but I didn't. So we get in the car, you know, and I am so freaking nervous. I'm shaking so bad. You know, and we head out. You know, of course we forgot my daiquiri, so we had to go back, pick it up. And he's like, okay, you ready? We're on our way to Minnesota. I'm like, yep. And uh, so we're off. We get to, you know, where we wanted to stop. We went to Indy. Stopped at a rest stop. Had us a good three-hour nap in the car. And I normally cannot sleep on my back, but I managed to get a little bit of sleep. And I think part of the reason I was able to do it was because it was pouring down rain. So, we woke up, we kept on driving, and we're just cruising along. About 9 o'clock rolls around, we're in, believe by that time we got to Wisconsin. Or we were still in Illinois, I don't remember, but we were either Illinois or Wisconsin. All of a sudden, E1M1 goes off, which is my text tone, and it's my mom. How are you doing today? Great. I'm on a road trip, I say. Huh. Minnesota? That's all voiceover reason. Just like that. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I wrote yes. She goes, Steve taking you? Yes, he is. You know, because I wasn't going to lie. And now I'm out of state, so she can't, you know, get me to turn around. And for God's sake, I'm an adult. I'm 35 years old for Crimey, say, chill. <laughs> you know, no questions asked after that. None. Okay. So then we're cruising along, you know, and we're jamming to stuff. We were <laughs> blasting music in the car because we, I, at that time, I learned how CarPlay worked and I was, you know, I was enjoying just getting to do this. You know, it was so much freaking fun. So much fun, you guys. I had more fun on that trip going up and we got to the hotel you know we finally reached St. Paul at about 2 30 3 o'clock I text my boyfriend hey I said you want us to pick you up at work sure you know and I'm like oh my god <laughs> I was seriously like oh my god this is happening oh my god I'm actually going to meet this guy. Holy fuck. You know, so Steve gets a shower, you know, after I clean up a little bit. You know, Steve jumps in the shower. I'm in the, basically the room while he's in the shower. 
I'm in the room spritzing this spritz on, you know, I got my little spritzer going and I combed my hair and everything after I had cleaned up. So I was in there just doing the usual primping thing because I didn't have to, you know, clean up because I actually went ahead and did a major shower beforehand, but he wanted to, to you know, do a wash up. Me, I didn't want to get soaked because my hair don't dry very fast, even if it's freaking short it's kind of thick so it doesn't dry very fast so I didn't want to soak my hair because I cannot take a shower without washing my hair I just can't do it even if I'm like doing a quick wash up I just can't I cannot get you know a shower or anything like that without washing my hair I just mm -mm. so I didn't want to do that so I just did a I didn't jump in the shower I just washed up basically a sponge bath otherwise I'd be soaking my hair so I was like no we'll just do a sponge bath and I'll get a shower later so, anyway, crazy as it is, we, we drive over to his workplace, pick him up, and talk about shy. I literally clammed up. Steve was doing most of the talking, because I was fucking nervous. And, uh, he's like, I've never known you to be so quiet. Steve's like, yeah, Riley, say something. Because he kept trying to get me to talk, and I was like, freaking out. Inside, I was like, oh my god. And... So, we're sitting there, you know, chatting, laughing, having a ball, you know. Went to Smash Burger that night because I'd never been. So, we went there. And I was like, this is fucking cool. I get to meet this dude. I'm hanging out with him. So, Steve, he gets finished with his food. He leaves. So, me and him have to talk. So I'm sitting there chatting with him and everything, letting him know about the ID and everything, letting him know about the incident with the tracking device. And he's like, oh my God, really? Well, that night, we get back to his apartment. Steve brings my suitcase in, bye, and leaves. I'm like, oh my God. You know, and we were both a little awkward because it was like, oh God, okay, because we weren't sure what was going to happen if I was going to stay here or if I was going to go back to the hotel because it was a, a one-bedroom hotel, but it had two beds in it. We didn't know what was going to happen. So I was like, oh, shit, okay. So, and like I said, this was just a crazy, off-the-wall, gutsy, ballsy move that I did. Took off, basically eloping to Minnesota. Not that I'm married, but... That's what we called it. Because basically, I took off without telling anybody. Well, we're sitting there. We go. We're chatting a bit. Getting to know each other. Well, that night, my mom puts a place on the tracking device. Which, thank God, it wasn't the actual street. Woohoo! Yay! But anyway, so she did. And I was like, good. Because it was a place she spotted while we were out cruising. So she put it on the tracking device. So then, the next day, me and him were sitting there. What do you want to do? Well, why don't we call our Uber, which was Steve. We called him our Uber driver. I was like, why don't we call our Uber? Let's go to Mall of America. I want to go. So we ended up going after us. So I got to go to the Mall of America, which was fucking sweet. That place is fucking huge. Holy 
fuck? You know? And so we're sitting there. Went to the Mall of America. Cruised around a bit. And I'm trying to think. That weekend, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he streamed that weekend. Because we, we basically spent that whole weekend. Yeah, he didn't stream that weekend. And, um, because we were out Saturday. I can't remember what all we did Saturday. But we went, we did some things on Saturday as well. I think. Did we, did we, what did we do? Da, 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 da. I don't remember what the hell we did Saturday. It's been a blur. Haha. <laughs> Because I remember Friday was Mall of America. Because I had wanted to go and do that. Badly. Oh yeah, Saturday was the Vikings game. That's right. Duh. I believe that was Saturday. But I don't have them backwards. I'm thinking Saturday. Yeah, Saturday was the Vikings game. Well, Sunday, we decided to go to Keys Cafe. And by this point... The decision had been made that I was going to stay up here a little bit longer than planned. Okay? So I wrote a vague message. You guys, this is what I mean. This, is, this was the warning I gave you in the last one. Don't make your kids do something crazy off the wall nuts. I wrote a vague message and I said, hey. I said, I want to thank you guys for everything. You know? But I said, I want to stay up here with him. A little bit longer. You know, basically, I was basically telling him I wanted to stay with him. Well, normal people would send back a message such as, okay, sure, how long do you want to stay and what do you need? Normal people, right? No. They come back with, oh, okay, well, we're not paying to ship your shit up there. Uh, guess this is goodbye. I knew something was going on. And I'm like, what the fuck? They automatically, you guys, automatically assumed I was moving to St. Paul, Minnesota. Instead of asking questions and being realistic, they automatically jumped the gun and thought I was moving. So basically... Yeah, you know. Boom. Just shoved me away. Like I had moved without telling them. No, that's not what the plan was. I wanted to see, since they did all this worry work shit and all this paranoia, I wanted to see if they were really paranoid, you guys. That was the test, to see if they were paranoid. I didn't tell them, hey, I want to stay up here for a couple more weeks. I want to stay up here for a month just to see how things go. Because I wanted to see you guys. I wanted to test them and see if they were really paranoid about me. Huh. Proved me wrong. So that day, when they, did, when they pulled that and I saw that they weren't paranoid, guess where that tracking device went? Bye-bye. And so, you guys... There you have it. I've been in St. Paul, Minnesota for a few weeks now. Ever since the 22nd of August.
I have been in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, and it's been so wonderful. It's been such a memorable, memorable time with the man of my dreams, the love of my life. I have to get a drink. My throat is going bye-bye here. It's going down. So, you guys, what I'm saying here is, you know, it's, it's been great. <laughs> it's been such a wonderful time. I love it. I've loved every moment of being with him. It's been everything I thought it would be. It really has. You know, and as, as we ended, you know, the visit, basically where Steve was going to leave. He actually stayed an extra day to make sure things got settled and everything. It was funny because we got Google Maps, so we, me and him could follow each other, right? So Tuesday, he's at work. I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. might have been even Wednesday. I think it might. No, it was Wednesday. <clears throat> Or was it? Wait a minute. I'm wanting to say it was Wednesday. We went and we went walking around. Well, then we decide what the hell. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. Let's go to the Mall of America again. We walked the whole damn thing. We did. We literally walked the whole Mall of America. Could have been even Thursday. I don't remember, but... We had a ball, and he was teasing me. Well, I saw you were at the Mall of America again. Uh-huh. Just a mall walker, aren't you? Yeah. Can't help myself. Actually, no, it was Thursday. It was the Thursday, because he was going to leave that day. That's right. It was Thursday. Duh. It was the last day. We walked the Mall of America together. I was exhausted. When well, we ended up going to Outback that night, because he owed me a Bloomin' Onion, because I helped him get uh, his upgrade, because what happened was I was in a wheelchair, and we did it so that I could get moved around there quicker, because it's so crowded when that band plays. So, basically, I was sitting there, and it was funny because we weren't expecting that, and they just came up, hey, you guys want an upgrade? So, we, he got refunded his money back for my ticket and his, and we were right by the freaking speakers, man. We were right there, and it was bumping, man. It was, whoo, God. But we went and we had a ball at that concert. It was so much fun. But that night, and I told him, I said, now, since I got you that upgrade, dude, you owe me a blooming onion. 
Well, we were leaving that day, so he decided, well, when we get up there, I'll get you a blooming honey from Outback. And we saw an Outback. And, oh, we had so much fun. And see, and another thing, the Mall of America spoiled my ass because the first time we went there, we went to this candy store. And they had haystacks. <laughs> yeah, they had freaking haystacks. I get my freaking haystacks, baby. We couldn't find them bitches in Ohio anywhere, but I found them. Not only did I find my haystacks, you guys, went back to the Mall of America on that Thursday and we was walking around and he saw this thing, Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. They had my freaking raisin clusters, man. I was like, fuck yeah. Not to mention they had an Aunt Annie's pretzels. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so does the other mall that's right around here, closer to here, Rosedale. I thought, man, my little Kenter would have had a ball at this place. He would have loved St. Paul very much because of the fact it's got a mall. And then there's one in Minneapolis that he would have just fell in freaking love with and killed me. Because he would have ran me ragged. Yeah, that dog would have had me out of breath. I'd have probably been laying on the floor trying to catch my breath. No pun intended. No joke. I'm serious. I'd have been exhausted. He would have worn me out. But, yeah. So I went. And it was funny because I even have it on my messages where I said hey we're going to be going to Aldi's after Outback is there anything you need and then I'll be heading home and I'm like I looked at Steve and I went did I just say home <laughs> so I've been here ever since August 22nd and I tell you what like I said it's been the most wonderful, wonderful experience I've ever had. And in the next segment, you guys, for those who do not know, I am going to actually feature my wonderful boyfriend, Jesse Anderson, a.k.a. BGFH. And we'll let him tell how he's been feeling about this whole situation. And, you know how he feels about what's been going on. So, and like I said, just people, don't make your kids do something crazy like this because this was, this was a gutsy move on my part. I'm the one with a disability and I'm the one that moved furthest away. I'm the one that has the balls to just, what the hell, let's go for it. I'm the one taking risks here, people. And most people will be like, you know, that's really scary there, Riley. That's a really bad idea. It may be a bad idea to you. But you know what? It's crazy to think that just a, a little move, a little research could create something like this. But it did. You know, so... You guys are about to hear the voice that changed my life forever. I will be back with the love of my life, Jesse Anderson.
Hello everybody, and I'm back again, and as I promised, I have the love of my life next to me, Jesse Anderson. Hey honey. Hey, what's up? Not much. So, what was it like between April and July before we the incident started happening? What was it like having somebody to chat with that was so far away and chatting for as long as we did on phone calls? And I don't know. Um, like I said, it was just sort of interesting because uh, <clears throat> we. It, I think early on, like late was it late last year or so? Um, like I said, it just kind of just started out talking to like I said a whole bunch of random people on Twitter and getting to know with like game accessibility, tech accessibility, all that kind of a thing. And you know, I've had a few conversations here and there, and then. Um, you know, just being able to start talking to a few more people, uh, having a few more conversations, and then uh, I forget what it was. We had talked about something on Twitter or something, and then uh, I can't remember if I was helping you with something or what it was, but but um, we were chatting over direct message, and then all of a sudden one day you're like, oh, well, uh, if you want to do voice chat, you can do Skype or something. So I'm like, okay. So we did that, and then, I don't know, it was just... Uh, you know, interesting to have someone uh, just talking to somebody else and uh, just started, you know, chatting about every a little bit of everything. And, you know, not just the game accessibility stuff, but, you know, all the crazy stuff. Uh, families and, you know, experiences, all that kind of crazy stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty fun. Now, we're going to fast forward to July 1st. What was going through your mind that night when I made the comment about being teased on Twitter? Um, well, I guess my first thought would be just that <laughs> that's your typical online behavior. Uh, you know, you go into not just gaming, but you go into any sort of you know, you don't have to look very far. You go to any YouTube comment section. You go to somewhere on Twitter. You go to some message boards or whatever. Could be a blindness community, a gaming community, a film or whatever it is. Uh, anything like you get a few, you get some good people in there. You you can find some great people, but uh, it doesn't take long to uh, you know unearth a cesspool of craziness and just people acting horrible to each other. Um, and so, you know, I, I guess it, unfortunately it didn't surprise me too much to hear that you were getting crap. It's hard to know like what I would, you know, what I would do or how I would try to make it stop. But, um, you know, there's, there's been some things just even over the last couple of weeks, uh, big things on, like I said, Twitter and the websites and stuff with the like the gaming community, just people, the people, stories are coming out about a whole bunch of misconduct there, and it's just, like I said, it's crazy, because Twitter can be such a great, or social media, or online communities, whatever it is, uh, they can be great, but it's, honestly, it's not that surprising, unfortunately, it's just hard to figure out what to do about it, really. Yep, and then I tell you what I reply to the person, and you make the comment about 
as you said in a in an A4G podcast, you were half joking about well, what makes you think you'd get shot down? What were you thinking when I told you how I how long I felt the way I did and what I said after I'd managed to get my <clears throat> courage up after clamming up? <laughs> Um, I don't know. It, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, you're just, uh, talking and like I said, I don't know, it, I didn't really think much about it. I just, I just said, I just said it and, uh, seen what happened there and, um, wasn't sure really what would happen if it would be kind of a throwaway, kind of a joke thing, or if it would be like, oh, uh, okay, uh, should we, where do we go from here, kind of a thing. So it was just kind of like, I said it, and then I was thinking like, oh, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, it was just, um, kind of like I said, just kind of one of those things that just happened and went from there, really. Then, the next thing you know, August rolls around, and I end up showing up here. What was your thought there? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we uh, decided to give it a shot, you know, beginning of July, and so, obviously, uh, at some point, we actually had to <clears throat> meet. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, we had talked quite a bit in various means, online, on the phone, whatever, so... Um, you know, at some point, obviously we're going to have to meet summertime is generally, especially earlier summer, it can be generally pretty busy at work for me just because I work with, uh, a lot of like transition age, uh, like high school, early college age kids. So it's kind of a, kind of a crazy thing. Um, so I figured, you know, and then you were kind of looking at getting a, a dog and so we didn't know what our schedules were going to be. So it was just kind of a wing in it thing. Uh, we had originally planned we were going to try to meet up later, um, either through a, um, a local event down there in Ohio, or at one point we were going to come up here, uh, you know, in October, and then it was just kind of this last minute thing of like, oh, you know, what the heck, I guess we can come up in August. So, um, I was like, okay, sure, why not? I mean, I'm... Other than work, I got nothing going on. What the heck? And, uh, eh, you know, kind of curious, kind of nervous, like, how, you know, what would it, what would happen? How would it, how would it work out? That kind of a thing. But, um, like I said, honestly, it just, uh, it really wasn't that big a deal. I mean, it's just like, oh, okay, you know, a little, little kind of funny, a little awkward at first, but, um, you know, just like you, you, just like when you meet anyone for the first time, you're like, okay, what do we, uh, what do we say? Um, but yeah, after that, it was just like, oh, okay, we're just talking on the phone again, and we're just hanging out, we're doing whatever, and I don't know, didn't really phase me much at all, really. What was it like the first time you one played a game with me listening, and two, the first time you mixed or streamed with me up here? Um, playing a game was kind of neat, you know, just because 
it's like, oh, okay, well, we can play something, or I can play something, and then, you know, um, just hearing it live, that was, that was kind of cool, like, you know, if you had any questions, or had feedback, or whatever, I could just, you know, we could just talk easily in uh, real time, so that was kind of cool. Um, streaming, um, it was actually a little bit easier, because then it's like, okay, I do the initial check, and then make sure that we're live, and, um, but then from there, it's like, oh, if somebody pops in, if somebody has a question or whatever, um, it's just a lot easier, uh, assuming I can hear what's going on in the room with, uh, from my headphones, you know, it's, uh, I can just address someone right on the stream a lot quicker, a lot easier without having to pause and go to my screen reader or go to my phone or whatever, so that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> recording videos was a little bit was a little bit interesting just because it's like oh uh, yeah I'm babbling incessantly as I usually do and then uh, somebody else is just not hearing the game but just hearing like babble <laughs> so that was, that, that's that, 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 that's still kind of weird sometimes but yeah it works you'll get used to it so ultimate question what's it like having your girlfriend do what she did, come all the way up here from Ohio, and end up living with you? Um, I, I'm not going to lie and say, like, that was kind of crazy, because, you know, um, I'm not sure it would be something that I necessarily might have done, or maybe wouldn't have done as quickly, um, I think it would be, I think it really depends too on like if, um, like if somebody, if the people had met before, like, oh, I knew you, I met you at a conference or we had met somewhere or whatever. And then it was just, oh, hey, we're seeing each other again. And then like, oh, you wanted to, you know, you, you moved in or whatever, or wanted to stay up here for a little while longer, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, to go... <laughs> You know, uh, meet somebody and then decide, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, we'll stay up here for a little while. Um, basically, having only met the person uh, for a few days. And kind of crazy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, not so. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would have been able to. I don't know if I would have done that. But. Yeah, I would say it definitely takes definitely takes mm, definitely takes a little bit of courage to try something like that. I think that's for sure. And but like I, I said, but I think it's working. You know, it's, yeah. it's going well. So yeah, and and like I said earlier, guys, this isn't something I would recommend doing. It just kind of <laughs> happened, oh, and, I, ex and I, have, I explained why. Oh, hell, I have no idea how we got Like I said, I, I mean, yeah, you can tell the, the timeline of kind of what happened. But no, like I said, six months ago, hell, I have no idea how we got here. It just happens. Yeah. Like our favorite game says, life is strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, the current game anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it definitely and and it's it's freaking true though. I mean, giving that game another plug here. I said it earlier, and I wanted to say it with him here because it is life is freaking strange. I'm telling you what, it throws you curveballs you're not expecting. It, there's no way in hell months ago I would have thought I'd ever come home. Oh. Yeah, no. I mean, like, yeah, six months. Even when I went to the game accessibility conference earlier this year, I had no freaking idea. Not a clue. Not a clue that the next few months would be as interesting as they <laughs> ended up being. So, yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, it's just one of the things you just, you just got to roll with it. Yeah. And one of the things people are probably wanting to know, so I'm going to ask you this. What in the world went through your mind when you found out that I found you via YouTube and how I felt when I developed my feelings for you and fell in love with you? Um, I don't know kind of weird I guess I mean it was just like like I said unexpected like like I said I just do stuff and then stuff happens like 10 years ago I wouldn't have <clears throat> well 10 15 years ago 20 years ago when I got out of college um, you know what I what I have thought oh I'm I'm gonna be doing something in tech but would I have been a trainer or an instructor? Would I be where I am? Not a clue. Uh, would, couldn't have seen that. I would have told you you're full of shit. But if, you know, and then 10 years ago, it's like, oh, you're going to be doing YouTube's uh, videos and streams and whatever. How, what? Um, I just kind of did it on a whim and... Um, Eventually got a few followers and, you know, found out I ended up kind of liking it. So, ended up still doing it. And then it kind of got me into the whole game accessibility thing. And, uh, like I said, uh, it was just one, you know, it was one of those things where, no. I mean, I wouldn't have predicted. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, I probably thought, oh, maybe I'll make a few friends. Like I said, maybe, you know, make friends with a developer or something that sees something on one of my videos or games or Maybe I'll meet someone at a conference, or like I said, I've even at work I've had a I've had actually had a couple of clients go, you know, I'll meet with them for like a meeting or an assessment or something, and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, are you that person on? Are you that illegally cited guy?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like I said, would I have thought that randomly starting a YouTube channel would lead to?" half of what's happened, uh, let alone the last couple months, not a chance, not a chance, I wouldn't have had a clue, and it was, you know, it's obviously not something that I was intending for it to, ha for it to happen, so, it was just like, oh, okay, that's a really crazy, interesting way for someone to find you? Watching a YouTube video, then uh, starting Twitter conversations, and like I said, 
no idea how you get from here to there. It's just one of those things that just just happens. So what do you want to say to people now that you've actually found somebody that you are in love with, that you've fallen in love with? What do you want to say to those people who right now are in a situation where you used to be that are doubting it'll ever happen to them? What do you want to say to them, honey? Well, I mean, really... I guess, you know, it just... If it's something that you would like to happen or want to happen, you know, I mean, don't give up on it. I mean, I wasn't actively going out looking for somebody. I, you know... Like I said, several months ago, yeah, I thought it was just going to be, you know, I was totally cool with being a bachelor. I'm like, okay, okay, cool, we're, whatever. But, um, it, you know, I mean, it, it can, ha you know, I mean, it, I guess it can happen. Um, probably usually when you least expect it, so... You know, don't give up, and if, you know, if something happens, and, yeah, may as well give it a shot. You know, may as well uh, just try it and see what happens, and, yeah, I, I really don't know. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I really, I really don't know what to, really what to say, because it's, it's just, uh, one of those things that, um, don't expect to happen, but hey, when it does, go for it. Take a leap of faith. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like my brother used to tell me, take a leap of faith, sis, take a leap of faith. Well, <clears throat> I took a <laughs> big leap of faith, you know, and... There is someone out there for you, as his dad said to him. There's somebody out there for you. And and like I told you, don't give up on your dreams and, and your goals, guys, because if it's advocacy, if it's YouTube, if it's singing, if whatever, don't let people tell you you can't do it. Do it. Go for it. Well, absolutely. I mean, that that's just it. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, that's kind of, that, especially later on, like, that's just how I've kind of, you know, just developed into being, like, you know, especially someone with a disability, someone, you know, all throughout your life, you're always being told, oh, you can't do that, or I don't think you can do that, or you might, you know, I've had impl um, possible employers say things like, well, we th you might be able to do the job, but you might be too slow. You couldn't keep up with the customers, so I don't know if it's going to work. Um, <clears throat> I've heard all kinds of, uh, you know, in high school, oh, well, you, you probably, it's a you know, similar thing for a band. You know, it's like, oh, I was going to play the drums. Um, well, I don't know if you'd be able to keep up with the band. You can't read the meat sheet music, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, hey, I'm not the greatest drummer, but I just decided about, 
what, five years ago or so? Buy an electronic drum kit and, hey, what the hell, go for it. Trying it out and it's kind of fun. So it's kind of one of those things like where if someone tells me that I can't do something, especially if it's something that I really do want to try, if I can find a way, I'll probably just do it, if nothing else, just to see if I can. Uh, but, yeah, just to spite them. Like, oh, yeah, you want to tell me I can't do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, eat it. <laughs> That's know? what I did. That's pretty much. And look, what it, look what it, where it led me. Minnesota. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't tell me I cannot have the man of my dreams, because guess what? Yeah, I can. I'm right here next to him. And I'm loving every minute of it. You know, so... You'll probably see more of him on future episodes that we'll have together. So, because this, like I said, this isn't a normal podcast. This is basically an audio journal. So, you'll see my wonderful boyfriend here on here more. Because more than likely, I'll be on his videos as well so there'll be probably times where I collaborate with him on videos so he'll be on this one more so you never know when Jesse might make appearances on here and so this is how I met the love of my life the man of my dreams my soulmate And this is the guy that you guys, I'm hoping to spend the rest of my life with. I really do. So I'm, I'm glad to have him come on here and talk about it a little bit. Anything you want to say to close? Um, not really too much. Just, like I said, just... Uh, you know, I guess keep an open mind and see what, you know, like I said, you never know what the heck might happen. Um, you never know what might happen. Yep. So don't give up, you guys. Don't give up. I will chat with you later. <laughs>